Flick that dog. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. No, stop. We're, we're keeping that. Stop. Nope, we're keeping it. We're rolling with oh it. Oh, my goodness. Um... <laughs> So you so you drop right in the middle of a conversation. We are uh, to welcome. Oh my there wasn't there wasn't a parachute. That was like a <laughs> yeah. dive bomb. That was a napalm right into right the into the episode. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Sorry, listeners. I'm really not sorry. I'm tired of being sorry about it. Oh things. come on. That's awesome. Come on. I love it. All right. Well, welcome to Cyptionary. <laughs> You've made it. Oh. Um, we uh, we've got a really good show for you guys today. I think, although I'm, um, not, I'm not so sure about that. It may not be. I don't know. But before we jump into that, got some uh, got some pronouncements. Um, we are still looking to do uh, Turkey Bowl. Yeah. Coming up. Um, so this is dropping right before uh, November happens. The month of thanks. And uh, we are we we have a tradition. The Sipe family has a tradition that everywhere we go, we do a turkey bowl, which means that on the day of eating turkey, the day of thanks, we play football uh, in the morning. We should just call it the terrible. Why? <laughs> because it's usually not very good. Well, no, it's no. It is fun. I love it. It's great. It is fun. Whatever, dude. We usually have like seriously. We have know. some. I have, I've got some great memories. The terrible like, has. I'm a good telling you. I'm telling Terrible. you, Brian Sipe showed up oh at, at one of our like seriously, my my brother, the reincarnation of my Brian brother, Sipe. Steve, Uncle Steve. Yeah, I know who he is. Looks <laughs> looks a lot like like Brian Sipe. Oh, does he really? To, we no, used to, I've never actually seen a picture of Brian. We used to sit number and watch 17. Brian Sipe, number seventeen, for the Cleveland Browns play, and people to this day. Oh, I get it too. Yeah, my mailman. Any relation to, to yeah. Brian Sipe? No, or right. I will say like, something like, maybe. Do you know Brian Sipe? And people will, here in Ohio they look at me like. No. no, and I'm like, did you grow up here in Ohio? Yeah, yeah, and you don't know who Brian. Well, to give them like, oh my goodness. Anyway, give them a little bit. The Browns have had a lot of quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. This was years so, ago. Which one is he? <laughs> so the one that actually almost took him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the, he actually did pretty well. I so think. so, anyways, but my brother Steve is left-handed, just like Brian, and oh. so yeah, and he was throwing it around. He he was he had a good arm. I I, I watched my brother Steve in playing midfield softball. Throw a guy out at the, at the home plate. Wow, that's pretty one, impressive. One throw. Yeah, he was. You know, who else has a good arm. Hunter has a good arm. Yeah, that's true. He has a very good arm. Yeah, I do not have a good arm. I well. don't. I'm I have, terrible at throwing. I have, I have the, a worse. I'm arm. terrible at throwing anything. The noodle. I can't throw. Yeah, that's literally what it is. I can't even throw a tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really good at no, that. We're good at that. Uh, I I can probably uh, throw a ball like maybe once, and then I'm like, nope. Through, just threw my arm out. I'm done. It's pretty I, miserable. It is awful. But I so can come catch, throw your arm out with. I us. can catch like nobody's business. Though. No, that's true. I'm really you good can. at catching. You can. So what, and then I'll drop. I'll make. It. So yeah. So thir- Turkey Day, <laughs> um, Thanksgiving morning, we'll play at at Northside. Um, do we do we have a time set for that? Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. Ten a.m. Making it up. Ten a.m. Thursday morning. Um, this is for you have to be in high school to play. High school or older to play. Male or female created he them. Yep. Anybody. Anybody who is of the age, and of it's and it's two hand touch, and we're not playing tackle. No, no tackle. We're not out to kill anybody. Yep, this is just it's real this, relaxing. If we it's send really somebody to the fun. emergency room, we all lose. Yep, right. We don't do that. We and don't, I don't think and we've, ever done we've that. never, we have never, never done that. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yeah, that should never say never. We should not we probably should. say that. Well, right. commentators um, curse. Just also, commentators curse. We need to say congratulations to Thomas Sneed. Yes, yes Thomas. Thomas. Uh, Thomas Need won our giveaway, so that was awesome. Got his is free bag of coffee and t-shirt is on the way. Thomas, I promise. Thomas, I promise. T Sneed. 
Too sneed. Enjoy and that serve coffee, man. Should we uh, promote stuff? Some hey, of we Thomas's are work? we are actually drinking the uh, serve coffee right now. Yeah, we are. We are drinking serve coffee. Serve coffee. Serve coffee. Thank you. Thank you, serve Thank coffee. Thank you, serve delicious. coffee. It's, it's always good. It, it is, is good. It actually, actually, one of the reasons I look actually. forward to coming to record the podcast is because I know serve, there's going to be some coffee. serve coffee there. Yep. Um, so, congratulations, done Thomas. by the great coffee pot. Oh, yeah. The Mocha Master. The Mocha, Mocha Master. Continuing to get if, publicity. If you don't, don't forget about have a Mocha Master. Poopery. Mocha Master, you um, don't have a coffee reach pot. out to us because we want to be your sponsors. <laughs> we want to be sponsored by you. That's right. Right. So, yeah, congratulations, Thomas. Uh, turkey bowl coming up in three weeks on uh, turkey morning so be there or be square and then lastly i think i mentioned this last time but i just want to throw this out here again since i don't get to do anything during this podcast <laughs> um by choice by choice oh no, no you can no nope, that's fine we already made the decision <laughs> um but i wanted to make sure that if we are doing a uh, – my real estate company is doing a uh, uh, give back, give thanks kind of donation drive. So uh, what I'm looking for is if you have coats, jackets, gloves, winter stuff, yes. uh, hoodies, sweatpants even, um, lightly used stuff that you're just not going to be using this winter, let me know. You, uh, I'll be happy to pick those up. We're going to deliver them to Stowe Mission, which is a nonprofit organization that's in downtown Columbus that does a lot of great work with those who have fallen on hard times. Um, and they are in need of winter clothes to help keep help, help keep people warm. Let's so, do it. Let's do um, it. I've already got a big box and two big garbage bags of clothes, uh, which I'm really excited about. But um, we can always get more. I've already had some people donate. I've actually had some people, some high schoolers donate, which is pretty nice. awesome. That's awesome. Nice. Good work out of you guys. Nice. Good job. Um, but, hey, uh, and people... People from out of town can donate as well. Yeah, so there's just mail a box to you, because we have well we have a lot of out of town v- listeners. Yeah, so like John Beckenauer. Well, that might cost a lot of money. Uh, well. Just put it in a box and ship it. Oh, that's true. You can put it in a box so. and ship it. No, yeah. <laughs> but sh- yeah, certainly ship your pants. Ship everything. Yeah. We will. We'll take them. Oh, we'll also take donations as well. They take monetary donations. Um, we've got to figure out a way to. Make that happen. Uh, if you if you're looking to just say, listen, I've got a couple bucks we can give. That's great too. We'll we'll get it to the right spot. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if there's any other announcements that I had. Pronouncements. No, I think we've pronounced all that we want to pronounce. Yeah. Uh, Dad is giving a life update. Yeah, I got I got a couple things. Dad, actually. what's going on with your life? So it's well, been a it's uh, it's a family thing. Um, is it though? Because I have no idea. Yeah. So yeah, first of well, so first of all, um, Carissa called the other day. And they're really discouraged because oh, I did not. France is shut down again. Really, I did not know that. Yeah, so yeah, you gotta fix your WhatsApp app. Yeah, the <sighs> only the thing, the only thing that they are doing is they're allowing the kids to stay in school, and so that doesn't make sense, right? And they go to school and back. Let's just and the only back up here, none of this is making yeah, any well, sense. Well, that's true. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, they're and they were just getting rolling on the building. They were looking at several buildings. They were also looking at at some rental places where they could move to, because um, they figure out really where they want to go. And um, so it's kind of really it was kind of a oh, man a big brick wall that they slammed into. And once again, you know, when this happens, and this happens all the time, both in ministry and in life, we just run into these walls. And a part of it is because this is uh, this is the world that we live in, and they're very discouraged because they were making some some good headway into what building they could get for their church that they're trying to find, you know, the community center that they want to get up and going, yeah, uh, to really reach out. Um, and so they've got several 
several places they were looking at. Ryan and Danielle also wanted to move as well. Oh, and really? I yeah, didn't that. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting a house or apartment or the, well, the couple a couple of houses that they were looking at. That's um, awesome. So yeah, and they're also wanting to buy a car, and um, they don't have a car over there, and give them a little more freedom. Actually, it's a van they want to buy. So yeah, so yeah, I just think they're not all fitting in a car. Yeah. I just think That's we right. need to be we need to be reminding everybody yeah. about about praying for not only them but our missionaries who, you know, there's a lot of folks that we've we we know in Europe, and in other in other places in other countries obviously, but it's it's hitting, it's odd it's odd how this has just kind of like, gone and hit certain places like it's really hitting parts of Africa now and South America really? now really really bad. That's interesting. And it hadn't. You know, and so you just wonder, like, what, you know, how is God using this? I have some friends from uh, Mm -hmm. from Chicago that they were they were trying to get to Oh, rats. I can't remember. Now I can't remember the name, but they were trying to get to uh, as missionaries to uh, a country in Africa and they got shut down because of Mm -hmm. Corona. So they weren't taking anybody. And she's got family. She's actually from New Zealand. So they actually um, went to New Zealand and moved to New Zealand in between when they want to, but when they got to New Zealand, they had to spend two weeks in quarantine at a hotel and they've got a three year old. Yeah. Brutal. (laughs) Yeah. Brutal. They've got a great, they're on social media and they were, they were saying, um, any tips for how to keep, keep a three year old sane in a little tiny hotel room? Like standard, standard. Yeah. Holiday in like just bed. That's it. And, um, they're, they've got videos of them doing like parkour stuff and like obstacle courses with their little three year old. It's kind of it's a yeah, lot. Of what funny. else do you do, man? But it's um, crazy. But yeah, yeah. it's nuts. <clears throat> so <throat> then the other thing, um, I'm mom and I are headed out to uh, the North Carolina area tomorrow, and um, I'm going to actually be at Trinity Bible Church speaking there. Um, Joe our, Henson, our good friend Joe Henson. Joe, shout out to Joe. Shout out to Joe. And Who should the, be listening if his heart's the, right? Yeah, I think he does. He, he does listen to us. I think. Yeah. All so right, anyway, we're shouting out to you. you. Looking forward Your to heart that. Is right. And then, um, and then I get to go spend like three days uh, at a pastor's retreat at um, at a camp. We've all raced the white flag. <laughs> we're retreating. Retreat. retreat. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what are they retreating so from? About, well, we could probably well, tell you what they're retreating you know, from. Twenty twenty has won. Yeah. Yep. We will. We'll let we it, all need let to retreat. Roll. So some of you remember our good friend Dave Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah down Dave. in Shiraz. Shiraz. Yeah. So he's actually um, the connection, and so I'll be at. Uh, How old are his kids? They the Anchorage. Be. The they're, An- they're Anchorage old, camp. Like married and. Like, no, not all of them. So he's married? got two at home still. Well, like Logan, yeah, he's out of college, Logan right? Actually, I think is engaged. was he even around? Yeah, when, that's what I'm saying. Like they're all like he wasn't even around when, he, when they were at. No, Grace. Logan was around. Oh, Logan, Logan, Logan was. was. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I Logan babysat was. Logan, actually, with Carissa. I definitely I did not. <laughs> no. I don't know. There's something to that. Oh, anyway, right. anyway, so I'm, I'm looking forward to just spending. I'm actually going to be talking specifically about preaching uh, with these awesome. pastors. And not, not so much uh, the ins and outs of how to do a message or how to get, get a message, but what happens in our presentation of a message. So... Um, like I'm the gonna, nature of preaching as opposed to the mechanics of it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, the heart. Well, and then you know what are we what are we what are we shooting for, and then how do we how do we respond? So I'll, I'm going to be talking about Aristotle's three three main points: Wait, uh, public speaking, um, ethos, pathos, and logos, and how that affects oh, that's preaching. That's not in the Bible. It actually is actually because is. I'm actually <laughs> using 
First uh, Corinthians and and Second Thessalonians um, as as my basis. Maybe out that's of where you got it. Operates. It sounds like a sounds like a children's book, like wink and blink and a nod. Yeah, ethos, pathos. No, it's the three musketeers. Walked into a bar. I'm ethos. I'm pathos. <laughs> I'm logos. <laughs> they all walked into a bar. <laughs> One of them ducked. <laughs> but I I do think it's uh, <laughs> it's 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 very very important that that pastors do take time to look at okay how am I preaching and how am I being received. Um, right. And especially, especially over time, because you are responsible for not only what you say, but you are responsible for how you say it and what people think you say. That's right. So, so um, as pastors, that's, I don't know any. I that's can't the pool that we swim in. Um, that is the pool that we it's swim the poo, in. Pool that we swim in. Yeah. Pool that you swim in. Pool. <laughs> pool that we swim in. Hey, retreat, how does this retreat, <laughs> retreat to the pool? Uh, how do? How how does this is this coming up from your seminary stuff? How's your seminary so, stuff doing? So yeah, um, actually some of it is, but also is it, can I call it seminary or doctorate? Doctorate, doctorate work. Yeah, it's it's, it's doctoral seminary. Um, doctoral seminary. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually kind of a combination, but it's stuff that that I have always thought of and have always kind of meditated on, um, and something that I constantly review in my own mind. But it's also stuff that I've actually read on. I'm going like, oh, it's good that someone else out there. So I'm not crazy. Right. Am I the only one who is wise, Luther said? No, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm not the only one that's wise. But it's been helpful. It's been really, really helpful. I'm, I've read a ton um, on, on um, the homiletics of preaching and um that's a big that's, word for the sectionary yeah so that's not that's not so much the the mechanics, the exegesis mechanics yeah. it's it's kind of like how it comes across and how you say certain things and so you know it's buttoning up the the introductions and button up the conclusions and how you know what are the what are the ways that you connect your points so that people can understand them and you mean you don't just get up on sunday and start talking uh no negative actually, later actually I don't so anyway but that's that's kind of where it is uh, that's what I'm doing and I'm I'm looking forward to it because um, it's more um I I'm hoping to be like more more chats than I mean these guys don't need one more lecture yeah that's right um but hopefully we it'll they need to catch the discussion and ethos of yeah what what preaching is of yeah. the pathos through the logos <laughs> Stop. that's right. <laughs> Good. Well, Dad, you have a you have a lot going on, and uh, that's awesome. And we'll continue to be in prayer for Todd and Carissa, and I will check my WhatsApp so that I know how to better b- yeah better pray. or just communicate with your family. Well, it's just I have a lot of things going on. No, you don't. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll dig myself out of that hole, and no. we'll move on. D- put myself in another hole. We are actually going to uh, discuss, and and really, you guys got you have to understand our heart behind behind this um all three of us we we have spent an hour before we recorded the podcast literally an hour um just talking about exhausted it is exhausting and i feel like we had some fire and some juice in the first hour but should have recorded it well i think it's probably cathartic for us to get get it out and what's left is probably um actually really healthy but um we we wanted to speak into the political dynamic a little bit but hear our heart what we actually want to talk more pastorally than we do want to talk politically. Um, I, I know it's within within my heart, and uh, this might be um, somewhat of a news flash for some of you, but for others of you, you'll 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 feel our sentiment. All three of us feel fairly convicted 
by um, how how we should vote, and and what we mean by that is convicted or conflicted. 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 Well, probably both. Yeah, both. Yeah, but, but did but you mean the to idea, say convicted or did you well, mean to say conflicted? I'm, I think I meant to say convicted. Well, I, conflicted. Whatever. <laughs> conflicted. We are conflicted. Conflicted. Inflicted. Afflicted. Glad this is very clear. Um, <laughs> but what I mean by that is, we see bad things on all sides, and what we really wanted to speak about is. Like, what happens when you see bad things on all sides? Where can you go when you need you need to anchor your soul in in deeper realities, deeper than than what you see happening, especially on the political scene? Uh, you know, we're a couple days away from from nominating a president here. Um, wh- where do you go to anchor your soul? Um, is your soul in any way? free is is there freedom from the bondage of the puke uh from within and without regarding regarding this pol- this politics stuff so we we wanted to discuss that so i wanted to kind of get our heart on the table first and foremost that we are not um, advocating for a particular candidate we're not trying to speak politically uh we're trying to speak pastorally uh we're we're mostly concerned about uh, the angst of your conscience uh, and where you can go when things look bad on either side. Yeah, and I think I think the first place that we we need to just set the groundwork uh, on in and that is this: we are fallen people. We live in a fallen world, and this is where um, John Calvin brings out. But before John Calvin, the Apostle Paul brings out <laughs> that. Every aspect of this world, um, clear back, Moses said it too in, in Genesis, but every aspect of life, every single aspect of life is under the curse. That's right. Every single aspect of life. And so, so that means that none of us, none of us see things fully. None of us see things um, completely right. Um, and we all need Jesus. We all need a redeemer. And so what, what, what does a person do in Christ when he looks all around him and, um, his soul just sees nothing but dirt and darkness? Um, this is the world, by the way, that Jesus came into. I mean, it was just full of darkness for 400 years. Um, nothing really had, had been said by any prophet or anything. And, um, certainly they had bits and pieces of the word of God, but understand then it was only copies and it was just parcels here and there. Um, and, and, and I, and I think, I think Jesus came into a very, very dark world. And I love how John said it. He was light in that darkness. But when you read Jesus, you begin to realize, oh my goodness, he's not where common people are. Yeah. And and I think that is a and, and so consequently what happened was people got mad at him. I mean they got really mad at mm-hmm. him. So I think it's I think it's very, very important that we start there. And go going even a little deeper, it's not just there's bad things all around us and bad things within us, all that's true. But the good things that we do, the the things that we feel like are good, those are tainted too. Right. So, so our votes, our positive votes are often tainted with self-righteousness, with, um, with arrogance, with elitism. All, all of these things, even the good things that we do, 
none of them pass God's standard of righteousness. Yeah. None of them. So we have to even look at like, yes, there are bad things, but yes, there are good things that are not good things. We, we can't be blind to our good works and say like, well, we're doing it right. Yeah. And there's a gracious warning in that too. Cause if we don't see that, if, 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 if we get to a point where we don't, we don't understand or see that the gracious warning there is to step back and say, Maybe I don't have a good understanding of two things. First of all, my sin, but then also I don't have a good understanding of who God is and what he's doing. So there's a gracious warning in that. And there's in that reality that even our goodness is as filthy rags. And if we don't see that our goodness is as filthy rags, we don't have an understanding of our sin. We don't have an understanding of who God is. I think it was Luther that said um, we need to repent of our repentance. So yeah. even even as oh, we're saying even this, our repentance needs to be washed in the blood. Yeah, like, yeah. Even as we're saying this, man. I'm just going like you know we're we're the least of all people to be actually saying this. That's right. Um, Which makes us really hesitant to even talk about this. But again, I I do like don't don't come to us for your political like what you need to to think about politically. However, I do think what we can offer as pastors, and I think we we are probably the the key people to ask at least theoretically we should be where can we go when all around our soul gives way where then can we go to hear any good news amongst the bad is there is there anything for our conscience when we when we feel conflicted and i would simply say the only hope that we have is the truths of the gospel the the fundamental core teaching truths of the gospel that Jesus died for all of your sins, all of your bad things, all of your good things. Jesus took upon himself, buried them in the grave. He bore the wrath of God that was against you for your sin. And he has caused you through his resurrection to be raised again to a living hope that is free. Period. The end. Yeah. When, when, when our hearts are conflicted and and i i i talked with a dear dear friend yesterday um who's who's um been a a a tremendous help to me and if i said you said his name and many many of you people would know him and i'm not saying his name because some of you would would link him to to things and i'm just like no just just listen to what i'm saying not try to link it but how how his soul was so conflicted about what's going on in our world today and I, I listened for about an hour, just just let him pour his heart out. And um, I feel that 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 conflict. I really do. And the thing that brought us together, the thing that brought us great joy, the thing that brought us great fellowship was, were the propositional truths that we know about Jesus and his word and what he has done on our behalf. And people will go, oh, you know, you guys just oversimplify that. And I just want to say, stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yep. Yep. Check it's yourself. Not, it's not an oversimplification. It is what is true. That's right. And um, I, I love, I love um, in particular, I'm preaching on Sunday morning um, from Psalm 3, and one of the things that, that David is writing in, in, a, in a time of tremendous conflict of his soul. He looked, he looked at God, and at first he said, man, my enemies are, there's many of them. And he's like, he said three times, many, 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 many. You know, you're just going like, so you just feel this culminating effect. It's almost like this snowball's running down the hill. And he's, he feels that he's about ready to be smashed by his enemies. And then he says in verse 3, but you, 
oh God, oh Lord, oh Yahweh, you, you. And he says, you are my, my shield and you surround me. So it's not a, it's not just that, um, it's not just that the shield is in front of him. Right. It, the shield is completely surrounding him above, below, back, front, all of that. You, God, are my shield. And I think that propositional truth, I think, is something that we, we need to hold on to, that, that our sustenance must find its way to Jesus right. and the gospel. It must go there. Full not, stop. Right. Yeah, not, not in my ideal of, of, uh, of a particular um, uh, party, not my ideal of, of, of the man that I like, the man that will do the most for us. No, it has to be in God first. I then think flowing out of that, you have to look and make wise decisions based on his mm-hmm. word. And yep. what makes this so tough, what makes this so tough right. is you've got three areas of, of dynamics that you're dealing with. One, you've got, you've got one party that is reprehensible in the way they handle life. And then you've got one party that's that's reprehensible by its leadership in in the very character and the very lifestyle. And he claims to grab onto the gospel as 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 something that he waves this flag of. And then you've got the option of a third party that some people are very conflicted in because they feel like if I vote for this third party, that I'm voting for the reprehensible, the really bad party of evil and and so they're conflicted on every on every side and then some people say i'm not going to vote at all then people go shame on you because you you can't do that you will literally lose righteousness right right and and i'm just going like i'm just (laughs) how dare you even say so so what what do you do and then people go well here's the right thing a christian should do right and i want to go nope 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 hold pause hold the phone you are not oh yeah, hold the phone. Yeah, simply because that mu- that very well may be what conclusion that that you come to, but that conclusion is flawed because right. all of these th- situations are flawed. You say, well, some are more flawed than others. Be cautious about that, but still flawed. Still flawed. Y- y- yeah. Here, here, the first part. Still right. flawed. Still flawed. So, so. The point then is, and sometimes we are called to do this. This, this, is, this is nothing new. The point is, how can I then submit to God's word? How can my heart submit to humility and the, the truths of God's word and then do what I'm supposed to do as a, as a um, citizen of this country and then be okay with it? Well, let me just say, first of all, that... God has not called us to feeling okay all the time. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And this idea that I have to feel good inside of me, like I can tell you Jesus did not feel good inside of him when he was headed to the cross. Yeah. No. Yep, yep, yep. So, so to think that somehow I have to feel good about what I'm doing that equals then what I must do is 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 wrong. And it demonstrates that you're 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 looking from within to find your happiness, your joy That's right. and your security. Yep. Yeah. And I think the again, when we when we go to the word of God, we're all armed with our different perspective. We've all lived 
a completely different life from one another. And there are Christians around this world and specifically around this nation who have totally different experiences than we would know in white suburban Ohio. And we need to understand that spirit filled, God fearing, Jesus trusting people are going to come to different applications about why they need to vote a certain way biblically. They would argue from the Bible. They would argue in the spirit of the Lord. They would argue pursuing faith in Jesus and love for your neighbor. They all, all that's in play and they would come to a different conclusion. And you know what? Because of the propositional finishedness of Jesus's work, they are free. That's right. They will not be condemned. That's right. And they actually are in one sense sanctioned or sanctified or in a holy way allowed to pursue voting that different way than you. Yep. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, and I think I think in order for us to come to that conclusion, we we have to understand what it is that we're saying. We are not saying that if in your conscience you can't vote for the person they voted for, that that you're Right. You're right. No, you're and, free. And, you're and free, too. So you, need, you, you have a unique experience. Well, right. You have a unique perspective. And, and then that whole idea of ex- maybe just take a little bit of moment and explain free. What, what do you mean? Yeah. Free. Well, it's, it's, what, it's, what Paul, it's what Paul said. For freedom. Galatians. Yeah. Uh, in, in Galatians. For freedom, Christ has set you free. Now, what does that mean? We are free from the law. So we're, we're free from the burden of having to pull it off. We're mm-hmm. free from the burden of having to get it right or else. Right. We're free from that. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The law of the spirit of life has set you free. Yep. yep. Totally. See, here's the deal, though. Um, if if we vote for the the one that we feel like this this is the best guy, this is the this is the best of the evils. And you, you say, I'm going to hold my nose and I'm going to vote for this person. Explain that freedom then that you are you're looking for, because if you're looking for if you're saying freedom means you can just do this and joy will flood your soul. Right. So I, I want you to I want you to talk about that, because it, the, some people hear free and they they just think like nothing bad will happen. And I'm like, I'm no, like you, no. we we may vote in what everyone would think is the right dude and, and it turned out horribly and it turned out horribly and you know what we're going to feel that guilt yeah right. we're, we're going to go feel that I can't believe I we're going to feel I believe I got sucked into that and I got he duped was, he's an he's right. a horrible man just like many people were telling right. me and I've, now I have guilt and shame and the reality is no 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 no, no. that's what we're talking according about according to the law according to the law thou shalt get this right thou shalt pick the perfect candidate that burden is not on us. Right. It is not on us. Right. The law is dead and buried. Now. That Done. That now. Wait, 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 wait. Pause. Okay. That's what we're free from. Right. What we are free for, and here's the positive aspect. So we're free from the fear of the crushing weight of the law, but we're free for love. So perfect love casts out fear. That's, that's exactly so, right. So we are free now to simply look at now that we don't have anything to do in relation to, to God and getting it right, we have nothing to do there. Now we have everything to do towards our neighbor so that mm-hmm. we can actually think about, all right, what does our neighbor need? Okay, mm-hmm. what do my fellow, fellow countrymen need? How does my neighbor across the street whose skin is a different color, who I, I know feels a different kind of pressure, what does he need? Yep. 
I, I'm actually free to not look at my vote and say, what do I need? Mm-hmm. Because I know it, it doesn't, doesn't ride on me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't ride on what I need. I can actually look towards my neighbor. That is love. And that's what we are free for. So I can go to the, the voting booth, not out of fear, but out of love. I can mm-hmm. do that out of confidence, knowing certainly resting in God's ultimate sovereignty, but also resting in his salvation sovereignty for this moment. Yep. I am free now from the burden of everything related to me and the, the stress that I feel and the weight of the law. And I can actually move towards loving my neighbor yep. and serving them. First and, and even foremost. if they didn't vote for the person you voted for, and even if it doesn't go the way you think it ought to go, you're still free to love. And so, so, so this is where I think the sanctification question comes in because some people would say, well, isn't, isn't sanctification, shouldn't it be bringing us to a greater view of Christ and a greater reflection of Christ? 100%, but here's, here's what that means. Me, me voting free is peak sanctification. Right. Me, me recognizing the truths, the propositional truths of the gospel— and saying Jesus has died, the law and sin and death are dead and buried, they're gone. I'm free for love, I'm free for joy, I'm free for peace, I'm free all of those things that the, the spirit of life has set me free for. I I can now go and 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 hit those as hard as I want. There against such things there is no law against pursuing those things. And that is peak sanctification. So peak sanctification is not picking a particular candidate you can't look at saying well you voted for this candidate you're not sanctified no 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 yeah you can't say no that. no because that's condemnation that's that goes back to others, the law thou shalt or that's thou shalt the other not. side of that's con- law condemnation that's fear that's right what we are saying here is you might have totally different expressions it's all rooted in the heart how how has god rebirthed your heart resurrected your heart and in what way are you voting out of that and it's not going to you don't look at the bloom of that and say sanctification or not you say how much freedom was there how 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 much jesus trusting was there yeah. that's peak sanctification yep. there's no greater sanctification than the free christian right none free free yeah. to say i don't need I don't need to, to I don't need to pursue, I don't need to work towards achieving a level of holiness, but I've been given holiness to spend on my neighbor. That's peak sanctification. Yeah, so so coming back to and as I'm I'm seeing the time on this, coming back to let me just read this was a, an excerpt from uh, a celebrity pastor. We love those people. <laughs> those are the best pastors. They're, the, they're, they're the my favorite. favorite. But Jeff Peterson sent this to me um, as a, as a as a compliment, and and I I don't want to read it as a compliment because it's really not about me. Oh, but a nice humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> we love those two. Keep them coming. Keep them no, coming. no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but but I think it comes it comes to the point of what our jobs are as pastor. And it says, "Have you been cultivating?" In other words, like he's he's he was talking in this political world, and uh, sometimes we 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 want to grab and talk about the the politics. And so he gets right to the heart of pastoring, and he says, Have you, as pastor, been cultivating real Christians who see the beauty and the worth of the Son of God? Have you faithfully unfolded and heralded the unsearchable riches of Christ from Ephesians 3.8? Are you raising up generation of those who say with Paul, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, Philippians 3.8? 
Have you shown them that they are sojourners? I always want to say sojourners. Sojourners, sojourners and exiles, First Peter 2.11, and that their citizenship is in heaven from which they await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Do they feel in their bones that for them to live is Christ and to die is gain? Right. Or have you neglected these great, greatest of all realities and repeatedly diverted their attention onto the strategies of politics? Have you inadvertently created the mindset that the greatest issue in life is saving America and its earthly benefits? Or have you shown your people that the greatest issue is exalting Christ with or without America? Have you shown them that the people who do the most good for the greatest number for the longest time, including America, are people who have the aroma of another world with another king? There it is. And let me just tell you, guys. There it is. That's what we need. That's right. That's right. That's what we need, man. That's it. That's it. We, man, we gotta, we gotta give up the idol of our Americanism and our nationalism. We gotta, we gotta give that up. There's a, there's a greater king. Um, that this, that this idol, world is not our home. That's right. This, and yeah. that idolatry, it, it's just crippling. It's it's horribly crippling. It's crippling. And I'll tell you, it's it's, it's, it's exhausting. Damning. It's damning. Well, it's damning. It's too. exhausting. Right. Because because this is the stuff that weighs us down rather than looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our lives and our faith. And what we want from that is we want some very easy black and white answers. That's right. We can and my point, do this. Is, my point yeah. is there's not sometimes black and white right. answers. That's right. right. Okay? There are these times where I must run to Jesus. That's I right. must trust and do the very best that you can. Right. Knowing that you're free. Right. Free from the law free from sin and death. None of those things are going to haunt you. None of those things, no matter how you vote, are going to bite you in the fanny. So vote out of love. Vote in trust of your Savior. Vote for the kingdom of God. And vote smart. Votes, vote as smart as you can, right. knowing that none of this stuff is going to bite you in the fanny and that God, God knows exactly what he's doing and he's going to use your vote. He is. He's going to yeah, use you. We just forget. We, we just forget that God is who he is. That's right. And we get wrapped up in the fear of the of it has to meet my ideal. It has to meet my agenda. It has to. And if it doesn't, then it's I failed. That's right. I've done it. Yeah. I've done it completely wrong. And, so and may God we all do it. Right. This is what something right. we all do. Right. So we're not pointing the finger. It's it's really we're looking at us. And but we've got to look. Yeah. Trust me when I say this is this is mostly my fear. I mean, I, I'm, I'm preaching I'm to conflicted. myself because yeah. I feel the guilt and I even feel the shame of, of how I voted. It's, it's just, it's, it's very it easy just to be drowned in that fear because then you don't just start thinking about your own, what it means to you, but then you start thinking about what it means to, for your kids down the future Oh yeah, and the fallout of the, all those things. The kids and pick so up on it. It's so very much. A, it's yeah. so very much. It's so easy just to get drowned by that fear, and we have to keep running back to the so cross. So you can tell that we're uh, a little bit conflicted by this, and just a little bit, <laughs> and we're a little bit. Passionate Which is a good this. thing because it's making us trust Jesus it just is. a little it bit is. more. It really it's, is. I, I have my anchor, my soul. So yeah, so be be bold in the gospel. Be it was bold. It was great because even this morning I was reading through Job, and you look at Job, and he's in Scripture defined as the guy who's got it all together the most righteous dude in all the land, the wealthiest dude in all the land, and God allows that all to be ripped out from underneath him, and he's got nothing left except for God. Literally nothing left. Literally nothing left. And he's, he's got, he's, he's, 
you have to you has to trust God. And that's what he did, and that's what ultimately God works out in his heart, gets him to the point where he goes. His response is, "You're right, God. You are you are who you say you are. You are the one who has created all things. You are the one who knows all things. You are the one who has the right to give, the right to take away. I trust you." Yeah, that's right. So. That's right. Well, we're already into the we forty minutes. So, w- well, well, now, why don't we just roll? I would say, is it okay if we just roll yeah, into yeah, the devotional? Totally I think. I mean, now's now's a greater time as, as ever. We'll just roll into that, and then Dad just knock it out of the park. Oh my goodness. Okay, so you're switching gears on me, but that's fine. I know. That's, here we are. That's fine. Hang on, just a minute. All right, here we go. So this week, um, actually, this morning, um, I'm I'm reading through a plan, uh, a, a devotional plan called the Reformation plan like I, oh, I don't sounds, I, sounds that was good. my noteworthy thing some, some <laughs> stuff celebrating the, the yeah, reformation this, this which is, so, that's tomorrow but i started this Day. this Yay. in january and hey and and believe it or not i'm actually three days ahead so. good for you wow. i know bonus righteous bonus points. right there's a good thing about no this guilt and the you. humble brag guilt for you oh jeez. so um so so the 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 um the the good thing about this particular plan is that um, it gives a day for a devotional, and so you just you just hit the devotional, and it's over. So, so it's just like this is literally like Basil Skarsky was literally talking about this. You could just go get your sermon from the devotional and just repeat. Yeah, that. Yeah, but there's no devotional, so it doesn't give you a devotional. What it's Wait, saying what? is, it's it's almost like a day off. So like you're just you're. You're like, thinking, you're meditating. You're, you're, yeah, you're just meditating. Oh, on what so you it's have not read. actually anything written out. No, it's not anything written out. You have to write your own Forget. devotional? <laughs> <laughs> pay, pay for this product where you so write you your, do own your own devotional. So, yeah. so anyways, I read from Isaiah 8, and um, I'm going to just take e- excerpts from this because Isaiah is writing, warning about the coming invasion of Syria, of Assyria, and here were a group of people just totally fearful, yeah. just absolutely stunned. That doesn't and sound familiar at all. Yeah, and he he says, uh, for the Lord spoke to me and warned me not to walk in the way of this people. Um, look around and do not fear what they fear, but the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy. Let him be your fear. And so he's, he, he concludes in this particular section, I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face. Fear yeah. causes this blindness, oh, and man. and and, and it, it's it's paralyzing. It's paralyzing, and so what we begin to grasp is we we begin to grasp for anything earthy, right in front of us, and God is wise to sometimes hide His face from us, that would cause us to stop and go. You know what? This isn't. I, I'm not. I'm not getting what I think I ought to be getting. Um, and cause us to stop and wait and trust. I mean, Isaiah is going to come eventually and go, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Mm-hmm. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will walk and not be weary. And they will run and not faint. Um, and this was a group of people who literally, because of the judgment of God, fell into one um, war, one battle after the next, and were decimated. And, and these people understood what it meant to be decimated. And it was a fearful thing. Sometimes we think that, that because we're Christians, God is never going to put us into a situation where we're going to be, feel like we're decimated hmm. and be decimated. And I'm like, no, look, look at the entire words of Scripture. And, and 
you know, um, the the same thing is true in in when when the when the disciples were were going into the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus says, "Let's cross the sea," and they get into the sea, and the storm comes up, and and it's funny because Jesus never ever gets on them for for being fearful of the sea and and all the science of the waves and the wind and he never he does he does say they're faithless but he says it after they watch him stand up and say peace be still and immediately the winds and the waves and the science of everything just collapses and everything is calm and they're going what manner of man is this then he says they're fearful and it's so it's an amazing thing that yeah. when we take our eyes off of God, that's where the fear just permeates. Like it's in other words, it's like it's it's a very fearful thing to to be in a boat and this wind and these waves come up. It's very where we are in our world right now. It's terrifying. Yeah, it is. But fear. God, don't 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 keep looking horizontal. Sure. Look upward. Look, look vertical and let your heart center on who he really is, not who we think he is, because we have the small view of God, but center our hearts on who he really is as he reveals himself in the word. So, so Christian, get into the word, mm -hmm. first of all. Make sure you are hearing the word and not just hearing what you feel like you need for your own, your own breakfast, but let God himself feed you right. with who he is on purpose for a purpose. So what that means is when you come and you listen to a message, for instance, and you have your agenda, and so you sift everything that you're hearing through that agenda, you will miss something that God is demonstrating of himself to you. Right. This is why people sit in churches week after week and they miss certain things because they're coming in with their own agenda because right. life is about them That's right. Yep. and his yep. glory. And so I would beg you, I would beg you be people who come in humbly, let God speak to you as he is and let the word of God fill your soul richly mm. fear him. That's mm -hmm. right. That's right. Man, it's a good it. word. I hate boats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> reminds me of a, no, you do. Reminds me of a joke though. Okay. Oh, okay. No. What is the, uh, what's, what does, to a pirate, what's the uh, what's the pirate's favorite letter of the alphabet? Well, it's got to be R. Nah, tis the C. <laughs> 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 well, you guys, you guys know why they are. Uh, oh my goodness! There are barcodes on Norwegian naval ships, right? Oh yeah, this is good. No, I don't know. Well, it said that when the boats come in, they can Scandinavian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the nautical oh, jokes. Oh, uh, my all goodness. the nautical nonsense. That, that's good. Be something you wish. We well, anyway, drop so. Drop on the deck and flop like a fish. So, <laughs> let me just say, let me just say. Name that theme song. No one's going to pick it up. Oh, uh, that's Jake and the Neverland's Pirate. No, get out of here. What? Wait, what'd you say? If nautical nonsense be something you wish, then flop on the. No, then hop on the deck and flop like a fish. Oh, I have no. Oh, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. How do you remember all those words? You know, because we're weird. I have a, I have a uh, weird. You, you guys have forever done that. So it is true. Wow. We remember the dumbest things. So uh, let me just let me just say though that um, we as as men um, and, and as men, pastors and as pastors we we do love our people. That's right. That God has given to us, and we want them to to listen and learn of God. 
and I will just tell you my, my the angst in my own soul. I, I lose sleep about stuff like this when I see people squirming about what God says and what God's word is, and I, and I shouldn't. I should be should be I should be like what what David says that when he was viewing Absalom from Psalm three. I have to actually have to preach this where he he says, ah, God, you're you're in charge. I'm going to go to bed, and I slept, and I woke up because Psalm mm. three is a morning. Yeah, it's is actually a, it's a morning lament. It's, oh, it, like a.m. lament. A.m. lament. No, right, right. Not it, the other and morning. Psalm four is an evening huh. lament, um, but but because because of verse five, he just goes, I, I went to sleep, and I woke up, and I rise up again. Right, and I and I so and I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. <laughs> I can't do that. And he doesn't, as far as I know, he has no melatonin or lavender. You know, being <laughs> no essential. Oils. There, no, there were essential oils. There were essential oils. I can promise you that. It's, I think God uh, just again like. Uh-oh. For Good Shepherd this Sunday, we're starting off, and God just kind of laid it on. Uh, at, 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 we're starting off our worship with a lament, Lord have mercy. And um, I think during this time, I th- it's it's good to lament. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. good mm-hmm. to lament because it, it helps us remember who God is and what he's done for us. And then it also gives us hope. What is the percentage of lament, laments in Psalms? Something like, like two thirds, isn't it? Yeah, I, was, I would say it's upwards of sixty percent. Yeah, yeah. Lament know. is at the heart of the Psalms. The the is lament it? is a is a sob. It's yeah, a, it's a cry. It, yeah, it's and not a Volvo. It's a sob. It's a sob. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right, guys. Thank you so much for we're joining way, us on this podcast. If you have so. questions, hey, yeah. thoughts, if you wanna if you wanna reach out to us, or if you're confused as to as to what was being said, pick um, up the phone and call us. Pick up the phone, text message. Uh, certainly don't go on Facebook publicly and, and bash us. Although we'll we'll probably we'll allow you to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Won't. You're free to do that. You are to free be, to be very to be very honest. But seriously, pick up the phone, call us, and we'll go. Yeah, we don't know either. Yep. Trust yep, Jesus. Yep. So we'll point you to Jesus. <laughs> we will do that. Um, we we'll want, do our we best. want to do that. So thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next week on the Scipionary. Bye. Bye.